It is a mini episode of Video Vampires. This is Mickey and Jessica. Last year we did a uh, we programmed a stay at home thon, a marathon that you can enjoy at home. Yeah, because um, we love home and we do love home. And it was our Christmas gift to you all. It is the season or Hanukkah, whatever year or Kwanzaa, whatever gift you want to. We're holiday. I don't care. Um, I. Tis the season. Tis the season. I love going to the movies. I do. I, I realize that when I go to a movie and, like, the the um, the um crowd isn't obnoxious. Like, you don't have people. Like, I, I think I was talking to Steve Sears and he was saying that, like, he went to a movie and somebody was, like, I think it was that new Harry Potter thing or that whatever. Oh. And, like, some lady was, like, filming the, the beginning with her phone, like, just holding the camera or the phone up. Oh, my God. For what? Exactly. For Instagram? Yes. Get a life. So they can say, like, hey, someone's going to see Harry Potter. And it's, like... That type of stuff makes me like not want to go to the movies. But on on um, Thanksgiving, Joe Bob did that movie marathon. Yeah, the four movies. But he gave this great speech at one point in the middle of it, and it was awesome. It was just basically talking about like the idea of like, regardless whether you're in a theater with a group of friends, it's like a whole communal thing, and you guys are all kind of um, participating in a uh, in an agreement to kind of enjoy the movie and, and, yeah. and feel it and. I just don't, I, 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 as much as I love going to the theater, I don't feel like you get that as much, you know? Like, if you go see something big, you know, um, people are shitty, you know? They're yeah. They're more, you know? I mean, I go to a lot of movies, though, so I feel like, for the most part, the ratio of shitty versus non-shitty is still very low. Okay. Um, you know, I probably go once a week. Yeah, you do. To the movies, so, um... It is low, but there's always shitty people, but that's why I like theaters like Alamo Draft House that have a very strict yeah. rule against that type of stuff. No talking, and, and luckily if it happens, it's just a little bit, but some interaction is good. That, what you just said, is not, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah, no, I but like... But, like, during, like, oh, I saw Creed 2, which we'll talk about in another episode, but... Mm-hmm. That type of audience participation is cool because yes. you're watching a certain type of movie, but well, because no, you're all on the same phone, page. Phone is not you. Yeah. Like you said, you've all entered in an agreement to participate in a quiet time. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like it, it, it's also like you're all you know with something like Creed too. Because when I saw Rocky Four in the theater yeah. uh, a few years ago at New Beverly, like it was the best time. Like everybody was cheering. Everybody was nobody. I don't think anybody was standing by the end of the movie. Yeah. Everybody's like on their feet. It was so much fun. But I feel like it's because everybody's kind of. In the same mindset. So, that being said, I also have turned into one of those people that doesn't like to leave their apartment or their house. No, I'm pretty sure that just happens. Like, once you get in your 30s, it's like outside time is very yeah. <laughs> little. Um, and, I, you know, I've, I have gone to the movies a few times in the past few weeks. But I do like staying at home. I love, you know, doing my own little of marathons. And that's what that's what we're doing here is this. We're programming this stay-at-home-a-thon too. Last year's, I was looking at it. Um, yeah. We did... What uh, were our picks last year? Our picks last year. And I thought it was a pretty good lineup. Um, you know, and it was in order, in a really good order. Uh, the Fly, Cronenberg. Yes. At Midnight, I'll Take Your Soul, by mm-hmm. Co- the Coffin Joe movie, Basket Case. Yeah. American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. The Hitcher. Yes. The Gate. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And the last movie we did was Eaten Alive, which was funny, because then a few episodes later, we, we did, did Eaten Alive. Yeah. So, um... I uh, I was pretty sure of what I was gonna pick. I was like I had it I had it locked down, and then 
I saw a few things over the past few weeks when we were talking about this that made me re- rearrange. Rearrange. So I'll start with one of yours. Um, okay. I think which, which one of the three you feel like would be a good opening for an intro for this marathon? Like, uh, Out of the three that I picked, yeah. I would say Prophecy. Okay, so Jess is going with the Prophecy, if you haven't yes. seen it. Christopher Walken. Eric Stoltz. Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. Um, Elias, uh, how do you pronounce uh, his name? Elias Coteus or whatever. Elias Coteus. Virginia Madsen, right? Virginia Madsen, oh, yeah. yeah. Who is a big 90s horror. Yeah, Candyman, like. yeah. Um, it's, it's really good. Um, okay, so Gregory Wyden. Yeah. Uh, did it, who's really only done The Prophecy, directed at least. He's written a lot of things. Well, he's written um, a very, one very specific a, thing. A ton of things, actually, uh, that he's written, but this is the only movie that he's directed. And yeah. he did Creep Show, I think. Um, he wrote um, for the series. Oh, yeah. Um, and directed an episode. But this is the only film that he's actually directed. Well, he also um, created Highlander. He wrote Highlander. Yes, Highlander. He's <laughs> a, he wrote Highlander. He wrote all the episodes yeah. uh, and the movie for Highlander, which is awesome. But... Yeah. The prophecy, I feel like, even though it's talked about, it's super underrated. Um, I I can't help it. I, I really love like religious apocalyptic type of, yeah. of film and and you know scripture. Well, well, that's a good. I mean, that's also a good '90s horror that kind of falls into what I was saying before when we were doing the Candyman episode, which is like, you know, at that time period, it was starting to become like a big thing to have. Like, it was like that that prophecy that came out right before it was like. Oh, teenagers in horror movies again? Like, yeah. Let's make, you know, after, you know, then they do Scream, and then it's I Know What You Did Last Summer, and Urban Legend, and blah, 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 but The Prophecy was one of the last ones where it was like, you know, adults. Yeah. You know? Um, I like that one. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. Okay. It's, now, a, good, it's a good um, intro. It's a good, it's a good solid open, I think. And um, then what's, uh, what's number two on the list? I'm going to go, well, since we're doing, you know, since it's the number two on the list, I'll also go with a number two movie. Which really should be its own thing, but it was. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two. Yeah, uh, that's a like uh, that reminds me of sleepovers at my friend's house. Yeah. That's a perfect like stay inside. Yeah. Um, marathon movie. Yeah, I agree, and uh, you know it was it has nothing to do with the first prom night, which I like. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think it's I think it's one of the best, is the most underrated sequels of any movie, even though it has nothing to do with the original. Uh, if you like Carrie and you like The Exorcist and you were thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool if somehow they got mixed together? That's what this movie <laughs> is. Um, you know, teenage girl. Uh, well, you, you know, in the, in the prequel you have, um, you know, this uh, really bitchy uh, high school girl who's like kind of like a slutty evil bitch. Oh. <laughs> she wins the pro- She wins like the homecoming yeah. dancing and a prank goes wrong. She gets set on fire and then like 20 years, 30 years later she's like... She gets revenge by possessing a, a, a like a student at the school now, uh-huh. and you know this like quiet mousy girl who's suddenly acting like you know, kind of like kind of crazy, kind of sexy. You know, <laughs> um, Michael Ironside is the principal, and I, I think he's awesome in everything he does, even if the movie itself, like Highlander Two, yeah, is really bad. Michael Ironside's awesome, and he's just like this great like. Uh, principal whose like son is dating the girl who's possessed and like oh let's go everything's going uh-huh. crazy. Um, so I would say Hello Mary Lou Prom Night too. It's a really solid fun uh, '80s horror that's like actually has some creepy moments in it too. So that was gonna be mine. Yeah, Jess. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, start with the next one being Copycat. 
Now listen, this is another movie in 1995, so both The Prophecy and Copycat, and I'm still in the 90s. I think the last two movies we did, um, our, our main episodes, have been 90s movies, and listen, I love them. Yeah. But Copycat is Sigourney Weaver and Harry Connick Jr., um, who plays a serial killer. And Holly Hunter, right? Yeah, Holly Hunter, uh, Dermot Rom- Mel Rooney, which is like my mom's favorite actor, you know, because he's handsome. Yeah. Um, but it's a great movie, and it's more like a crime thriller, but it tinges on horror because you have the serial killer aspect to mm-hmm. it, which is Honey... Ugh. Harry Connick Jr. plays a serial killer who gets caught, but uh, there's a copycat killer on the loose who's copycatting uh, Sigourney Weaver's, you know... Um, serial killer talks, but she's an agoraphobe, and so she stays inside, which is perfect, because that's my goal in life, is to is be to, an expert on her- serial killers and stay inside forever. Yeah. Not be murdered, but, you know. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a good goal. I never saw it. What? Uh, well, here's why, because it came out right around the time of Seven, and it was like... Oh, yeah. And it, it is like, that type, but it... Copycat is really good. But it was just, like, really weird, because, like, you have Seven, which was, like, what, you know, Seven, which was it, great. It was, yeah, it's and like then pop you have a movie, horror. Then yeah. you have a movie called Copycat, and you're like... Wait a second. Mm, I don't know. I've already seen Seven once, you know. Like, uh, but you know, then I, then like it's very different. Though. As the years went by, I heard it was like, no, it's actually a really solid film. So yeah, a- and it has a good use of chat rooms, you know. So uh, oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, then they still exist, but in, in just different formats. But you know, there's like groups that she's in because she's an agoraphobe that she can go online and talk. So there's like this really great time capsule piece in it too of like early technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love it. I think it's. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. has never been more likable to me as, as a, a serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah, Sigourney Mirror is obviously just great yeah. in everything She's she awesome. does. So, uh, yeah, it's super enjoyable cop uh, horror thriller. So at this point, if you start this marathon around like 7, you're already at, like, let's see, now it's like, so let's say the prophecy, you're about 8.30, 30, 9 o'clock now, yeah. and then you go into Hello, Mary Lou, so now we're about 10, 30, 11. Now we're into Copycat, which let's give it two hours. So yeah. it's about one o'clock. I think it's less an hour and a half. About uh, yeah, but you're gonna want to get snacks. You're gonna want to like go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, right, and then uh, so we're about midway through. Yeah, we're about midway through, and um, I'm gonna go with this one. Just snuck in uh, as of a few days ago. Yeah, I went to a screening of uh, Rennie Harlan's Prison. Yes, which I wanted to go. It was saved in my thing, but I, when you save so many things and you get pop-ups right now, you're yeah. like, I can't remember this. Right. <laughs> and I want, I had never seen, I don't ever seen it in its entirety, but the only reason why I wanted to see it was because uh, it came out like And it's a, another, uh, Vigo? Yeah. Yeah, Vigo Mortensen. It, it's 88, 1988, and Rennie Harlan makes this movie for Charles Band's Empire Pictures, and based off of, like, that, Bob Shea who's looking for a director for Nightmare on Street 4, uh-huh. gives Rennie Harlan the gig. And so I was kind of curious to, like, see, is, like, you know, because I'm not a huge Rennie Harlan fan. Like, I do yeah. like, I like Nightmare 4. I like Die Hard 2. I like Cliffhanger. Yeah. Who doesn't? That's about it. Yeah. Um, he did a prequel to The Exorcist called The Exorcist The Beginning, which yeah. was garbage. It was I remember just like, that movie. Right. So, but, but the, the weird thing about him is that he goes from, like, prison to Nightmare on Elm Street, like, right back to back, and then from Nightmare on Elm Street... Like, the story he tells on the docu- Nightmare on Elm Street documentary is that that weekend of, of the premiere of Nightmare on Elm Street 4, he gets a call on Steven Spielberg. Uh-huh. You know, like, so it's like he's getting, like, he goes from these movies to suddenly he's doing Ford Fairlane, Adventures of Ford Fairlane with Andrew Dice Clay. Uh-huh. And Robert Englund. And, uh, and uh, then Die Hard 2, which was mm-hmm. Die Hard 2, and Cliffhanger. So it's like, he didn't just, like, it wasn't a gradual build. It was like, from Immediate. this to this. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to see Prison to see what, uh, 
you know, what was it about this movie? Because, like, when I'd seen it years and years ago, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not that as impressed. But uh, it is fucking solid. Mm-hmm. If you were, like, the way I described it the other night was, if, say, you were, like, you were on, a, like, a, you didn't know anything about Stephen King's films or Stephen King. Yeah. But you were just starting to go through a tear of his books, and you're going in order and everything, and you hit different seasons, and you go to the story Shawshank Redemption, you don't know what story it is. You just know it's a story that takes place in prison. Prison is <laughs> the movie, is the story that you think that that's going to be. Uh-huh. You're like, Stephen King? A prison oh, story? Man. Oh, it's going to be the scary horror movie about, like, prisoners. Whereas Shawshank Redemption is anything but. Yeah. But, um, fuck it, it's solid. It's like a great ghost story. It's one of those good ghost stories, too. I hate ghost stories where scary ghosts, oh, everything's so scary, and then you find out that the ghost is just, hey, he just wants to, you know, he wants you to solve his crime. He's not trying to scare you, you know? I don't like that. I want to see ghosts <laughs> that are fucking pissed, that are fucking just wiping people out. Um, great prison film. Awesome. Like, it d- definitely dives into, um, like the relationships between the characters, but not too much because hey, you got ninety minutes to yeah. Um, but it's fucking solid. It's a great low budget film. It's got this weird hollow feeling to it that at first you're kind of like you kind of are jarred by, mm-hmm. but then when as the story gets into it, you're like, oh, I kind of like this weird bleak feeling to it. Yeah. Um, Viggo Mortensen's the lead, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, I mean he's the lead, but he's. I don't know. The real lead is um, <laughs> I don't know a supporting. Well, no, he is like so. He's the he's the good prisoner, like the mm-hmm. the prisoner with like a good heart, who's like of course trying to like keep everybody from getting killed, but also like I don't know. He's a man of yeah. mystery. Whereas the real the villain and also I feel like the real main character is um, the dad from Son in Law. Oh yeah, he was okay. also the coach, in, uh, the yeah, evil yeah, coach yeah. In, in Mighty Ducks. He always has he has a face like a dick. Yeah, he did, and he well, uh, and it's funny because he played Nixon in a, in a TV uh, movie. Yeah, but he was also in My Cousin Vinny as the prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. so he's in it. Um, fucking Viggo Mortensen's in it. Tila from the Masters of the Universe movies in it. She's uh-huh. also Mrs. Scott Bakula. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, fucking Tiny Lister Jr. Oh. Yes, you know exactly who he is. Who, you, who remember who Friday? Is? Yeah. Remember the cross eyes? Oh, really? Yeah. So whenever Tiny Lister Jr. is in a movie, if he's in, if, if he's in a prison, yeah. he's the good prisoner. He's yeah. like the like, like in, in Dark Knight where a he's lovable, the lovable, right? Prisoner? Well, he's like more of like the more level headed, like, hey man, oh. I'm just I've seen it all, like I've done it all. <laughs> I'm I you know like in Dark Knight when he's the one who like refuses to blow up the fucking people. Yeah. Like that. Or in this movie where he's like the good. Like, good convict. Whenever he's outside of a prison in a movie and he's a convict, he's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, like in No Holds Barred with the movie with Hulk Hogan where he plays the evil ex-convict who challenges Hulk Hogan to a wrestling match because wrestling's real and it's awesome. Yeah. And um, Friday or like... So, but he's great. He's a fucking awesome, like, character actor. He's in it. Um, there was a dude who was in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Yeah. Also starring Viggo Mortensen. Um... He's in it. It's just like a great little like B movie cast. Um, I, I I thoroughly recommend this movie, and the reason why I wanted to do it at this hour is because it's the type of movie that sneaks up on you. Yeah. Like you go in there with like no expectations, and you're like, oh, this is probably gonna be some hokey shitty thing. But then like it's like one thirty in the morning, two o'clock, and you're like, you know what? Like this movie's fucking rad. That's why I wanted to do it at that time. Okay. So, um, that was prison. So that's uh now we're four in. We're yeah. four deep. So number five is a little movie, a little ditty. Oh boy! Called Ghost Ship. 
Now listen. <laughs> There's this whole thing about highbrow and lowbrow films. This is not a highbrow film by any means, but it's like that early 2000s uh, type of film that is like really cheesy, dorky horror, but it's a fucking giant ship. Obviously, it has ghosts on it because it's called Ghost Ship. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, the cast is really good, surprisingly. Uh, and not surprisingly who the cast is, but the, I felt like they... Treat Williams was in it? Who? Was Treat Williams in it? Treat Williams. Um, I, I will, Juliana Margulies. Okay. Uh, Carl Urban. Oh, yeah. Um, Gabriel yeah. Byrne. Who's oh, in yeah. a lot of horror. And this guy, Desmond Harrington, who was actually in Dexter because uh, he was one of his cop buddies. Um, and then... No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Keep yeah. Going. So it's, it's obviously, it's like cheesy and it's kind of funny and it's a great late night movie too. Like yeah. if you're home, you're like smoking a joint, you watch this ridiculous movie. It has really great like death scenes. Like they're really absurd and ridiculous. Like there's a, I don't want to ruin it, but there's like wire and lots of people. Cool. So like if it. you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good time to have it, so it's, like, more of a pickup. It's, like, yeah. funny, but it's not intentionally funny. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, one of those ones that it's, it's bad, but it's, like, really good and likable. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's underappreciated, for sure. I agree. Like, it sounds stupid, and it is stupid, but it is really an enjoyable movie. Good for late night. Good if you're smoking a J and you want something, like, not too serious on. Sure. Um, perfect movie. Well, and then I will. I would wrap it up because at this point we're probably let's see. So now we're like you know we just did prison. So now it's like three. So now you've done ghost ship again. It's like now we're like almost mm -hmm. at dawn, if not dawn. And I'm gonna I would close with Herschel Gordon Lewis as the Wizard of Gore. And here, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> good ending. Yeah, it's a good ending because um, it's you know it's like like a lot of here's the thing about Herschel Gordon Lewis is that none of his movies are good. Yeah. But some, of them, but some of them are great. Yeah. Like, 2000 Maniacs is great. Like, the acting is terrible. The, the effects are, are what they are. But, like, there's something very enjoyable about it. Whereas Wizard of Gore is, like, so bad that it, it, it goes, you know, you're watching it and you're like, this is fucking terrible. And yeah. it goes from terrible to likable because it's so bad to, like, being bad again. And then it, it closes with being, like, awesome. Because, but you just, you ride these waves of, like, man, how much worse can this movie get? Yeah. Um, but what I love about it is that it's incoherent. The plot really makes no sense. And it's 5 o'clock in the morning, so you're watching this movie. At this point, you're just tripping out. You know? <laughs> yeah. And Wizard of Gore, I felt, was a great way to go with it because you're just watching and you're like, I can't believe this is really fucking happening. Or maybe you're so tired that you actually can make sense of the plot. But <laughs> um, I certainly, I really love it. Um, it's uh, this you know simple story. Uh, this, like, magician, the stage magician, is doing these magic tricks where, like, he'll saw a woman on half on stage, and it looks real. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just, he just cut that woman in half. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, ah, see? You know, she's fine. And then later on in, in the night, when everybody's gone home, like, this woman who's sawed in half is, you know, gets killed. And she's found the next day sawed in half. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, every trick that he's performing ends up, actually happening to the it's so confusing oh. i can't even describe it. and and they tried remaking a movie they, well they did a remake of it with um crispin glover and kip pardue oh yeah and um i love crispin glover yeah i do too and he was the only reason why i wanted to watch it um because i really don't like the other dude yeah but uh it's a really good movie uh wizard of gore is a great shitty movie 
to, I feel like that would be as a perfect last night, like late night. Yeah. We're wrapping things up, you know. You've just watched Ghost Ship. You're a little um, delusional at this point. Exactly. And because I always find that that's like that, you know, growing up, those are the movies that I ended up like turning to because I'd be so tired and you'd catch something weird like Frankenhooker and you'd be like, yeah. oh my God, this is the most amazing thing in the world. I don't know if I would have felt that way seeing it in the daytime for the first yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, which is weird because that's one of my favorite movies, but. Um, yeah, it is different. Yeah. It's a different vibe, different feeling, and I think Wizard of Gore's lands perfectly there. It's the last good Herschel Gordon Lewis movie of its nature, um, and but it's also the most, like, what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. Like, he, some of his other movies, like, as confusing, as convoluted as they are, like, there's a, there's a, a sense of logic. This one doesn't have it, and I love it. So, yeah. Um, pretty gruesome, awesome. It's called Wizard of Gore for a reason. <laughs> um, so... All these movies can be hunted down. These are not yes. impossible movies to find. Um, they either have spectacular Blu-ray transfers, or they have, um, you know, you can get them, you can go on eBay Anywhere. and buy them on video yeah. and find them for like a few bucks. Um, I would definitely check out the Herschel Gordon Lewis box set on Arrow. Um, Hello Mary Lou is on Amazon. If you're, you know, I think Ghost Ship is on DVD. Yeah, they're it, they're easily accessible. Yeah. Very easy. Um, Prophecy, I think, is due for a, a really good DVD release because people actually still want to see more. Didn't they make a sequel? Yeah, I think... Yeah, there is. It's Prophecy 2. With and there's that. another one. Actually. I figured it was Prophecy 2. But, I mean, that one has got Danzig in it, right? Uh, I, well, the covers are behind you. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Danzig's in one of them. As, I don't... As, in the, yes. I don't want to... Yes. As an evil... I don't think it's Prophecy 2. But there's a bunch of them, actually. God, now you're going to make me look. I'm pretty right. sure he's not credited. Um, Glenn Danzig. <laughs> Brittany Murphy? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Prophecy 2. Christopher Walken. Obviously. Russell Wong. The, uh, Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. Brittany Murphy. Mm. William Prale with Glenn Danzig as... I can't read that. And Eric Roberts is in it. Man, Prophecy 2, I gotta check out. I, yeah, take uh, that. Yeah. So anyway, guys, that's our stay-at-home-a-thon, too. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That is our gift to yeah, you. Yeah, happy holidays. Uh, enjoy. Let us know if you have your own marathon that you like to program. Like, let us know. We want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, if you make a list, we'll post it up on the Instagram. There you go. Peace. All right, bye. Visit our snack bar before the feature begins. Visit our snack bar. You have time. Visit our snack bar now for a fresh assortment of Cracker Jacks, mixed specialties, and delicious candies. Or popping fresh popcorn, salty and delicious, in the right size for you as you like it. Refresh yourself with a cold, icy, sparkling soft drink. We have all of your favorite flavors. Visit our snack bar now.